Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on The Beats today with Dr. Tia Trevisano. We are so fortunate to have an incredible speaker, entrepreneur, and pioneer in the biological world. Uh, Dr. Trevisano is not only a licensed acupuncturist um, and a naturopath, but she also is the president of the naturopathic board in the state of New York and really setting the stage and helping us make this world more accessible to more people um, in regards to using the functional and biological approach to foundations of health. So Dr. Tribasano is going to speak of all the different testings and assessments and why the biological approach is different um, than the Western medicine approach and how you can employ that. So enjoy today with my good friend and colleague, Dr. Tribasano. Beats with Kelly Kennedy and from our heart to yours. One of my dearest colleagues and friends, Dr. Tia Trevisano is joining us today and I'm very excited to have her on because for many reasons. One is she's not that gorgeous, you're going to see that in a minute, but number two, she's also brilliant and completely heart-centered and Dr. Tia and I met a couple years ago and we just found ourselves completely in alignment. She is a naturopath, she's a licensed acupuncturist, and she's also the president of the Association of Naturopathic Physicians in New York and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but she's a wealth of knowledge and I very much welcome my good friend Dr. Tia to the beats today. Thank you so much for joining us, Tia. Oh, Kelly, thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely always just a pleasure and an inspirational moment in my life to connect with you because it just helps to kind of add that momentum to the mission that we are on to do healing work really locally and then throughout the world. So I just always am inspired talking to you and it just reignites my passion. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and we are just really going to have like a fireside type of conversation today because we want people to really understand, you know, what the beats is about is getting people to understand how their body truly works. And, you know, as a naturopath, as a licensed acupuncturist with the biological training that you have, you really center in and I've watched you work and literally y'all, when I watch your work, I was like, uh, Tia, wait, wait, I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to do that. And then she was like, we have a lot of commonalities of what we do, but we do some things that are a little different. And she's very good at honing in really quickly. She's a muscle tester. But tell us about your mission. How did this start for you? We have a very similar background as well. Yeah. So yeah. dive deep. Tell them your story. How did you begin? Absolutely. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. Kelly, I'm so happy to, to share the story. You know, like so many people out there in the world that get interested in natural medicine, integrative medicine, any of these other approaches that are a little bit outside the conventional paradigm. You know, I went through a difficult time with the loss of my father when I was in college. And as we were kind of dealing with some of his health concerns, I really, the, the thing that, that stuck in my mind the most is just I remember one moment when I was with my mother and we were in the hospital and he was suffering from complications between renal issues and heart issues 
issues that um, we, she said, you know, I just wish there would be a situation where he could be treated really like a whole person, not just, you know, looking at the specialized aspects of care, which is, of course, incredibly important. And we need to integrate with that system so that people can see the specialists as needed. But at that point, we really didn't know what a holistic doctor was or that there was even, you know, this type of medicine that really looks at the whole person, the entire terrain, you know, the mind, the body, and all of the unique parts that make up the person while they were well and then can be contributing to some of the underlying causes of why multiple organ systems might begin to break down and have challenges. So at that time, you know, it was already a little bit too too late to get involved with that type of practitioner for him. But, you know, like so many out there, when you turn your suffering into a passion, it completely transforms your life and takes you down a path. So, you know, at that point, I'm already in my undergrad. I wasn't really thinking so much about studying medicine, but the more I read the books I picked up, you know, the articles I found about naturopathic medicine, about Chinese medicine and acupuncture, all these different holistic programs out there. It was like, I was just being completely um, you know, just drawn into studying more and learning more about the naturopathic approach and holistic medicine. And so I did decide to go on track to become a naturopathic doctor specifically because I felt like at least as far as at that time, what was blending a little bit of the best of conventional with a holistic approach would be the naturopathic doctor program because we are trained to speak the language and dive into the diagnostics of conventional medicine in terms of going through all the different specialties, interpreting labs, um, you know, in, in some states, possibly even prescribing medications to help patients come off of them or if they they are on them and need to be on them, you know, understanding how to do that. So really, I felt that at that point in time, the naturopathic uh, medical degree would support the best blend of combining what's best from the conventional diagnostics with the art and science of looking at a person as a whole, diving into their lifestyle, really removing obstacles. And that's what I see a lot with Chinese medicine and acupuncture as well, that I look at the body like, uh, you know, this, this terrain and where are the areas where the obstacles exist that I can come in more as a facilitator, a coach, a guide, so that uh, we can really start to work with these naturopathic pr principles of, you know, get to the root cause and allow the person to heal, the healing power of nature, all of these different types of principles that really say that the body's brilliant and it will heal if we allow it to and if we discover really um, if we really listen and so with with this approach I've really been able to completely specialize my treatment plans for patients and as you said kind of hone into what's going on physically emotionally energetically combine all of that so we come up with something that's very specific well I can almost guarantee you that everybody listening to this or watching this is like oh my gosh how do I get on her schedule because that we would like to say that's a very common approach, right? But it's unfortunately not. And I, I'd like to dive back a little bit. And your passion is beautiful and how you turned a tragedy into your, your biggest triumph, in all honesty, mm -hmm. that you now get to help other people so they don't succumb to such devastating illnesses as your dad did, as my dad did when we were both in college that sent us on this path. Yeah. So naturopathic doctors this is a great thing for the president of the new york association of naturopathic physicians to talk about because i think there's a misconception of what a, what a naturopath is 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it would be wise if we spoke about that a little bit and what's different about a naturopath versus a medical doctor and why is it different from state to state and what's going on in that arena that maybe we can all assist with because I think anybody that's listening, whether this is your first time you've heard this podcast or this is your, you know, you're, you've been listening all along the way, you're looking for a different approach. You're looking for that model that we all know is quite broken. Yes, if we get in an accident, traumatic injuries, they're very good at fixing this as though they're mechanics and this is a machine. But what you spoke so eloquently was about that you treat the person as a whole, whether that's energetic, that's physical or emotional. And you look at all those components when you're assessing in a very quick way, I will say. And she also does other lab work and she does other testing, but she can work with a person and, and within 15, 20 minutes, really hone in on some underlying causes. And I've watched her do it where people's faces are like, I just said, like I, all the labs said the same thing she's saying in 20 minutes. And so what's the difference between naturopathy sure. on that path? Oh, Kelly, it's an excellent question. And just two websites I can make reference to right off the bat is for the New York Association of Naturopathic Physicians, it's nyanp.org. And for the American Association, the website is naturopathic.org. Those two websites have a lot of excellent information and resources just in terms of getting more information about what a naturopathic doctor does, how a naturopathic doctor is trained, and a little bit about this really important question about what's different from state to state and, you know, what are the regulations, what is the training most importantly. So I can touch on that piece first, which is that, you know, the training of a naturopathic physician is really extensive. It's four years postgraduate education. Uh, You do have to go to an accredited university and get board certified national board exams in order to become a naturopathic doctor. There are um, some people that may also refer to themselves as naturopath or holistic. Uh, So it's very important to when you're doing a search to try to align yourself with a naturopathic doctor if you're looking for a naturopathic doctor with the type of degree that I have that you can find out um, about those credentials and which uh, that they went to a school in with such training. So as I mentioned, a naturopath is not going to be able to look at lab work. A naturopath is not going to be able to to script anything. A naturopath is not going to be able to function in a lot of ways as a medical um, facilitator. They're going to be non-invasive, whereas a naturopath, depending on your state, can be more invasive, can take blood, can look at labs, and that's all within your realm, within your Exactly. And that's really important because if you're looking for someone to be part of your uh, medical team, which is what I, you know, promote and believe in the most, it's like, yes, we need specialists and practitioners, you know, all across the sitting together at the table, all across the different lines in medicine to cooperate so that, you know, you know who to go to uh, if you have a primary care issue and you're in a state where a naturopathic doctor is not a primary care physician, that you also know that you need to work with your specialist if you're having a situation that requires a specialist, um, you know, that you maybe benefit from 
energy healing acupuncture. And so having someone like that on your team and a health coach on your team uh, can really be a great way to have a collaborative system of care for you so that you get the most out of your healing. So, so that said, naturopathic doctors, um, I'm an, an, an alumni of the National Na uh, University of Natural Medicine. And that is one of the schools. If you do visit the AANP website or the NYMP, you'll get more information about where the accredited universities and schools are located that do provide this type of training. So as I mentioned, naturopathic doctors, they, after they go through, you know, all the standard pre-medical sciences, they then enter into a four-year postgraduate program where they're doing clinical rotations. Uh, they are receiving all of the training in the classical classes you might think about from dermatology to cardiology to women's health, um, you know, and then they're entering into their uh, specialties if they like. They are, uh, naturopathic doctors are trained in pharmaceuticals and medication. So in some states, as I mentioned, they're able to prescribe, in other states not. Uh, in some states you may operate in under the realm of like a certain specialty like uh, OBGYN where you might be doing a lot of gynecological exams and work. And in some states you may be even doing some minor surgery depending on how you're training and what, what you're, where you're working. So, and then to get to the question about state by state, why is it different? Uh, so at this point in time, naturopathic medicine is not licensed in all 50 states. New York State is one of the states where New York, uh, where naturopathic doctors are not licensed. Why is it important for naturopathic doctors to be licensed? Because we need that title protection that separates us and does uh, spell out the difference between a naturopathic doctor and a lay practitioner who may have some background training in botanical medicine, perhaps in other energetics, and um, is important and could be very good information, but that person would not be trained in terms of how to triage a really serious, serious medical issue. You know, if someone comes in and they have a certain set of symptoms, like they're having chest pain, they're having some heart palpitations, difficulty breathing and pain in their leg, a naturopathic doctor knows that they need to rule out a more serious issue and will send that person for the appropriate care. Uh, a lay practitioner would not have that training. So, so a liability at some level and, and a liability, but from the perspective of like, if I'm going to somebody for heart palpitations, I want to rest assured that they have the proper training to right. handle that, to triage it, to deal with it, to make sure that we're not missing anything. Exactly. And to know when a, a, a situation is serious enough that it needs a referral. So, you know, uh, uh, the, the main thing is that if you are working with a naturopathic doctor, regardless of what state they're in, their training is, is good enough that they understand very well how to do something like a differential diagnosis. For example, you know, someone comes in with a certain ache or a pain, or I mentioned a heart palpitation, you know, any of those things, uh, a naturopathic doctor doctor could really be able to assess through talking with a person clinically what needs to happen for that patient. And so it is a type of training that is very high level that's at the level of a doctor of osteopathic medicine. It's at the level of a medical doctor. Our ability to practice uh, in terms of the scope of practice and what a naturopathic doctor is able to do is very different because of this lack of licensure. So, you know, I'm a huge 
huge proponent of the fact that we need to license naturopathic doctors in all 50 states so that we have a seat at the table so that we can work together. Because in many cases, uh, for example, if a doctor has the training but isn't able to run those labs or isn't able, it's it still can be wonderful to work with that doctor and they have so much to offer for your care, but their ability to um, really care for you in the way that they're trained would be limited. And I think it's a good point to maybe trajectory a little bit and talk about, so, so many of our clients and, and me included up until a few years ago when I had this aha moment was, you know, sometimes we get frustrated with the doctors that are out there that people see and they go from doctor to doctor and they're like, oh, all they want to do is give me medicine. All they want to do is cut it out. All they want to do is medicate it, radiate it. Well, I want to back up and say that they're, doc they're physicians of medicine. Like that's the schooling they go to. They go to schools of medicine you went to a school of naturopathy so that's the split don't get frustrated that your medical doctor is only dispensing medicine because that's their training exactly. just different information from a different practitioner with different training you know you want wellness you come to a practitioner like myself who's a wellness coach yes. who's a, a biological investigator who's working in the lymphatics and the fascia because that's my training and that's mm -hmm. what i specialize in don't get frustrated when you walk in my center and i don't tell you about what medications take because that's not my training right and same with that like we just need to change our thought process if the doctor has all the answers yes certain doctors have certain answers other doctors have other answers and the scope of which they study like you know tia is a very humble woman but you know she is many and not only a licensed acupuncturist but a naturopath but also has a master's in oriental medicine and we've been to many classes together and her certificates are as deep and wide as mine we have tons of certificates and all these different modalities because she never stops learning yeah and and I know her, she's the one like me that the ones that we don't get well, the ones we can't fix are the ones that drive us to figure out how we can do it better and faster so that we can help that next person that walks in. 100% everything you just said. And I literally just had this conversation with a patient earlier today where I said, you know, you cannot expect a certain specialist to understand anything about or be able to even comfortably promote some of the more natural or integrative approaches because if they don't have experience with it, they may not feel it's safe. So you go to that doctor to work within the realm of what that doctor is able to do. And then you have conversations with the other people on your support team that are able to bring in all the different pieces. And the most important thing is to know that you as an individual, your body is your choice and you have every right to advocate for the best type of healing you can receive. But in order to do so, you have to be an educated consumer of medicine. There is a lot of different things out there in terms of medicine, there's anything from the wellness coach to the acupuncturist to the chiropractor. And, and truthfully, you may have had experiences on one end of the spectrum or the other that were very positive, others that were negative, and certain things resonate with you and others don't. And it's important for you to know exactly what that is and to kind of conti continue to search for the things out there that help you the most. Because Kelly's absolutely correct. One of the things is uh, that I value with my humility is that I am never afraid to say, I do not know, I will find out for you. 
I will call a colleague, I will reach out, let's talk to the gastroenterologist, let's talk to the psychiatrist, let's find out more about this medication that I'm not familiar with. You know, some of the biggest challenges we face in the medical paradigm today is that, you know, the whole world would be a little better off if we would be willing to surrender our egos a little more often and say, even though I don't know about it, let's find out more. Let's not just dismiss certain things within the natural realm, whether it be something like acupuncture or something like an, you know, an herbal supplement. Let's really try to talk to the experts, which is why it's so important to have the naturopathic doctors stepping up into you know, a, a more major role within medicine as a whole, because we truly are those experts in terms of drug nutrient interactions, really understanding the lifestyle, a lot of dietary and nutritional things that can be addressed. So that if you go to, let's say a gastroenterologist and you had all your imaging done and everything, and they're not really finding any answers or you know, they're seeing that certain things are off, but um, there hasn't been any change to the diet, the nutrition, the lifestyle, because that's not really within the realm of what they might be spending a lot of time doing, then you can work with that person who can help really get to the underlying cause of why you ended up needing to have that imaging to begin with, you know? So really it's about meeting the patient exactly where they are and creating a team of, of people that really can kind of support. And if it's, if things are chronic and it's gotten really severe, then we handle that level. And then we get you back to a place of more wellness and, you know, ultimately hopefully you're, you're just then checking in every once in a while for guidance and support so so we really can triage where you're at and create a treatment plan moving forward like that and I think one of the most important things you said is they have to be their own advocates you yeah know, educate. you gotta learn you gotta find out what's out there it is and it's you know, I know that you work with clients in the same way. Like this is partnerships that we work together. Like they're with their bodies 24 hours, seven days a week. And we value what they have to say. We're here to listen to them. If yes. they're not in their head, like I know we both align ourselves with dentists because we know we can't really fix a whole person if we're not willing to handle the dental foci, we're not the dental blockade, or they're not willing to handle the scars because those represent blockades in the nervous system. We've done lots of podcasts about that. If you don't understand the nervous system, please listen to that, um, the previous episodes where we talk about that. But for this, I want people to understand that what Dr. T is talking about is so key. This is not about showing up at some different office with a different sign out front that goes, yeah, I want somebody to give me nutrition advice versus my drugs. So I'm going to go to a naturopath and I'm not going to be engaged and I'm just going to take the pills and walk out the door and take the pills and that's it. This is about changing lifestyles. This is about changing mindsets. This is about taking ownership and responsibility, which also is scary. Let's be honest. It's a little scary. Mm -hmm. It's scary because as you become an advocate for yourself, you're going to run into a lot of different types of people that are going to, you know, maybe have a better understanding and promote one thing and then a lack of understanding and dis dismiss another. And, you know, we all want to do ultimately what's right for ourselves. And when we're busting through a paradigm because we realize it's not working as well, or we're seeing these side effects or these challenges, or we don't want what we're being given, it takes a lot of courage to get back to that mandate of the heart that says my body's ability to heal itself is more powerful than I was ever taught to believe mm 
So we have to sit with that. We have to remind ourselves that I feel that way as a, as a naturopathic doctor, the patient who's there, their body's ability to heal itself is more powerful than they were taught to believe. And if I have a feeling of momentary insecurity because I feel like, oh, something's going on I don't know enough about, then that's exactly when you reach out and find more information and you keep digging and you work with multiple experts, whether it's the dentist, the psychiatrist, the other specialty practitioners and you know, a true physician that's going to work with understanding exactly where the, the person is can know how to kind of guide you through that fear and trepidation and anxiety about really taking full ownership and accountability of your health. And I'm pretty open and easy in terms of just saying, you know, tell me what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do right away off the bat day one, because you may change what you're actually willing to do. Like, for example, I've had people completely anti-acupuncture, terrified of needles, and then they're like, since you're not charging by the needle, put them everywhere, <laughs> you know? They just turn around because they love it. But, you know, you may think you can't give up some specific food or that you want to stay on a certain medication or whatever it may be. And, like, in the beginning, we just have to make sure that you start to feel better and that we can see that we're making positive change. And then, and then you may surprise yourself in terms of how much you're able to see these shifts that then open up avenues for even greater healing and 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 it's it's amazing to be a part of and as Kelly said you know I'm, I'm humbled to, to always be on that journey with patients and and it's really not about telling a person what to do and making their decisions for them it's about this idea of education and empowerment that if your choice is to go for this surgery and you don't want to try XYZ well then let's just make sure we gave you all of the options, you feel completely educated and it's your choice. And then how do we help you pre, you know, and post to get the maximum benefit of what you're about to do and make sure that your recovery and healing is as speedy and, um, and efficient as possible. So the wisdom from that is, you know, I mean, really find, helping people find their inner wisdom, helping people reconnect with themselves and, and be honoring their, themselves of what they want, because it doesn't matter what the person and the expert, like I can have three accountants running my business and they're all going to handle it different ways. And it doesn't matter. They're all following the, the legal laws of accounting, but one might do it one way, one might do it another, and one might do it a third way. It doesn't matter how I get there. It just matters that I get there and that the whoever I'm working with is my expert is somebody that I trust. And I don't just have an account. I have a bookkeeper. Right. And then I have somebody in my office that does some bookkeeping. So the three of them together and myself work to work through the accounting. Well, our bodies are no different. We have different people on our team that we decide. First, first and foremost, you got to like your practitioner. Would you agree with that, Dr. Tia? 100% and, and it has to resonate with you and you have to be, you gotta, you gotta like it and you have to understand what they want you to do and why. It's always- and, and not because it won't work. No. But it'll work whether you understand it or not. And long-term, what we want is for everybody to understand how your body works and why it's working. Because no offense to y'all, but we don't want you to be our patients forever. We want you yeah. to be empowered. It's just like Dr. Tia said, we get you to find your guidance. We help you find your support team. We, we, she teaches you how your body's working so that then we only see you once or twice a year for mm -hmm. fine tuning to make sure that you're staying well. Well, right. that's a very different concept. 
It's a totally different model. And Kelly, it's interesting because we do both work with dentists and it is more of a dental model. You know, we're, we're, as we age, we're brought up to think like, yes, you have to go for your cleaning every so often to prevent cavities and decay. But we're only just now looking at medicine from a preventive standpoint, which is one of the um, principles of naturopathic medicine, this idea of prevention. So how do we prevent chronic disease, which is an epidemic now, and it is something that, um, you know, it, over the years has gotten worse and worse for people because a lot of the symptomatology is kind of a little bit silent, you know, it catches up on you and it's very much related to lifestyle and perhaps not working from that model that if I go see and work with a healthcare practitioner in, in whatever realm you're working with that person prior to being in, you know, really bad shape prior to feeling terrible, you know, that then that's like really one of the best things you can do for yourself in terms of health, vitality, longevity, you know, balanced mood, all these things that we want in life, success, you know, to feel good, to feel um, high energy, get good sleep. Most of us, you know, we, it catches up to us and it's not until the symptoms are pretty loud and booming that we're able to go in and take care of those things. And so, and if that's where you're at, then that's where we start, you know, that's okay. We have to, we have to start wherever you are, but um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I just, I want to trajectory a little bit again and talk about balance. You know, I, I read something the other day that said, um, work-life balance, there is no such thing. Mm -hmm. It's about the balance within. Yeah. Yep. And Dr. Chi is one of the greatest people that teaches balance to me as a person, to me as a human, because I love what I do as does she. And yet we like to play really hard as well. And uh, Dr. Chi, I'm, I'm outing her now, but she's a surfer mm -hmm. and she's helped me surf. She got me on my first surfboard and got my first surf lesson a couple months ago up in the Hamptons where she is located a couple days a week. For those of you who are looking for, we'll give you all the information so you can find her. But that balance is so key. Like yeah. you remind me so much of like such a, go with the flow, ha ha ha, because she's all about serving, but go with the flow, whichever way it heads is where it's to go. Like no stress whatsoever. Yet I know that at the center that you've worked at for over 10 years is you've dealt with a lot of deep psychiatric type mm -hmm. patients just because of Dr. Michael being a psychiatrist and going after the biological realm and you being working in that realm. How do you work how do you work? How do you get that balance in your life? And how do you help your clients with that balance? Because I know that's one of your keys. It's not just about coming in and taking supplements and doing therapy. It's yeah. about finding joy in your life. Absolutely. And she helped me find one of my greatest joys. I've wanted to surf for years and years, and I was always trepidatious about doing it because she's a good friend. We did it. And I, I just can't even thank her enough. It's like brought light to my life. Like you can't believe. Ah, that brings me so much joy. I'm like, unbelievably passionate about it. I haven't been doing it that, that long either, truthfully. But it's true, Kelly, what you're saying is so, it's so important. And again, I had this conversation with a patient earlier today as well, is this idea of, you know, there is a difference between um, going to the doctors, whoever you're working with, receiving the treatments, taking the supplements, and then what is really self care. And it's the self-care that brings the balance. And so truthfully, I mean, this is going to sound kind of wild, but the biggest thing I think more than anything that has to do with it is time management. 
you have to carve out the time for the things that bring you balance and joy as if you're creating an appointment with a patient, your accountant, you know, going to get the car fixed. It is absolutely just as important, if not more important. So, you know, there's some great books and, and wonderful podcasts out there that I listen to that have brought me all kinds of wisdom I like to pass down. And one of them is this a uh, great book called Give and Take by Adam Grant, who talks about successful people just in general and this idea that you know you, you have to receive as you give. This is one of the cycles of the flow. And if you, speaking of going with the flow, and one thing surfing has taught me more than anything is you do not argue with the changing tide. <laughs> the tide is changing, <laughs> not gonna argue with it, you're not gonna end up in a good place. So, you know, this ebb and flow and how things are shifting, if you're blocking yourself from receiving the stuff that brings joy, the things that bring balance because you feel guilty about it or because you're poor time management or you're just always like stress is what drives you and that's a very New York, New England, US, but even like around the world type of energy, like what does it really mean to relax, to let go? Well, I'll tell you something, the relaxing and the letting go and the receiving from nature, whether you're passionate about hiking, whether you like to be out in the water, you know, whether you just like to kind of sit in the garden, whatever it is, that feeds you in such a way that that is quote unquote, restorative. You know, we're talking about these types of medicine that's designed to balance your terrain and bring you better healing. We need to support the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the side of the nervous system that's about resting and digesting, taking it easy. So, you know, in terms of true stress management, you know, one of the first things I always talk about is to, to really kind of figure out for each person what does bring them joy, you know, what does relax them. And if they don't know, then we work together to try to figure it out. And then really truthfully, it is a time management issue more than any Anything. You got to make a schedule for it. So, you know, in this book I referred to, you know, give and take, he was talking about how most successful people, they don't compromise, whether it's that they like to play chess on Sundays in the park or whatever their hobby is, they have their hobby and they make time for it. That hobby is medicine. And I spend a lot of time with patients talking about what we call like the basic treatment guidelines or the, you know, lifestyle things that are basically free and easy or cheap and easy. It has to do with your hobbies. It has to do with the things that bring relaxation. That is as important, if not more, than the supplement you take, than the vitamin, the nutrient. Because if you're not in a good state to receive, um, then even as you take supplements and minerals and you try to follow protocols, your body's a little bit at odds. There's a little conflict there because doing all the time and working to achieve health isn't balance, it's not healing. The art side of healing is about really receiving the messages from all you're doing, taking it in, you know, breathing it in, relaxing, and letting your body do what it needs to do. It's wise. And getting into that, what we call the parasympathetic, and I just had to change the lighting because it has gotten very dark and rainy here all of a sudden in Pennsylvania, and I was like, whoa, all the light went away. So I'm not in the dark, it's like middle of the day here, but uh, it got dark. and. And I want to talk about that for just a second, though, in regards, to, I know the lighting is weird, y'all, but the, um, the parasympathetic, the ability to, to receive this healing, the ability to, to relax this being, right? It's so easy for people to walk in. I want to take this pill. I want to do this therapy. I'll spend all the money I can 
on doing all these therapies from IVs to neural therapies to acupuncture to flow prezzo to sound of soul. And yet sound of soul with the exception, I'd say, is the one that's helping you be and, and flow prezzo and acupuncture. They all help you get in that parasympathetic mode. And yet that all of those therapies, as far as I'm concerned, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Kia, are for us to train your body to mm-hmm. be in that beat. Yeah, it's, so, it's totally true. Yeah. I mean, and, it's like we, we try to train you like a drug dealer almost. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. Get back to it. And I don't think when I met Tia, I was ready for a surf lesson. I wasn't because I wasn't in that state. Sure. I was ready when I was ready. And that moment, it was not a plan. It was, oh my gosh, she's there. I'm here. Uh, you're going to go surf in the morning? Okay. What you don't know is I wanted to learn for, for years. Would you be willing to teach me? And we took the opportunity. We did it. And it was yep. a weird morning. We had the schedule. It kind of fell apart. We kept, we were just flowing with it and it worked out to be beautiful. It, that's the thing. This is the thing about reception too, is all you got to do is be open to it. But then when it starts to come, you have to follow it. Even if it leads you maybe left before you go right, or you thought you were going to go straight. And now you're going to go in a different direction. It's, it's really true. And, and how I maintain, you know, I consider it personal cultivation, which is part of my Qigong and Chinese medicine training that I'm always working on myself as I show up for patients in terms of what it is that I need to do to stay grounded, to stay strong, to stay uh, relaxed, you know, just like any human being, there's stress and stress comes and stress is not all bad. Some stress is a trigger for a really good growth, you know, whether it's through your actual health, um, you know, like getting exposed to something and then it supports your immune system getting stronger or whether it's something that, you know, creates a mental emotional shift, whatever that thing may be. But it's about knowing yourself well enough to know when you need a vacation you know you plan them out you take those breaks Uh, as far as surfing and the other things I'm passionate about I'm always eager to learn new things but I do schedule it into the day you know if I'm going to start my work day at 10 I might be surfing at seven o'clock in the morning for an hour and it's just a way I'm watching the sun come up or you know and I'm sitting in a quiet place meditation taking walks uh, all these kinds of things or a really good way to check in with yourself to see what resonates. And we do have to, you know, as Kelly is saying, you know, maybe she might have been afraid on a different day, not ready to do, to do it. Pushing through this uh, fear barrier to learn new things that in, inspire us for more joy as we start to learn and get into them. Then just more and more of those types of things can unfold because then you meet somebody who's interested in something else you never tried. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that keeps us going and really does spark healing on a very deep level. And if you could just speak about, like we talked about right before we got on today and about the heart centeredness of all the therapies you do and and what the mission for you is when working with clients truly and, and not to give them another needle, not to give them another Mm -hmm. um, pill, but to truly center in. Yes. And to find that guidance. Can you speak to that and the importance of that? Absolutely. I mean, the thing is that the way I see is that every patient that comes through that door, first of all, it's an honor to to be on that journey with the person and to and to have them be willing to share their health concerns and and in sometimes you know 
past things that were traumatic and things that they're about to open up on, you know, to spark that healing. And so I, I do look at each patient as an absolute individual. And so when you come through the door, if one supplement might work, let's say for anxiety for the patient that was there before, I might not do that one for the patient that comes in next. You know, I need to hear your story. I need to kind of uh, watch you as you're speaking. Are you feeling more emotional? Are you feeling, you know, more tense physically? And these things are the the things that kind of clue me into what we need to do to create a completely, fully holistic and patient-specific treatment plan. So it is about, it's about listening. It's about if you have had a lot of lab work done in the past, you know, we go over it, we look at everything, all of, you know, so we're pulling together the pieces from the entire life journey. And it, and in one of the clinics that I'm at, yes, we are very much happen to be specializing in the last stop, meaning that you've been to several practitioners, you've been to many specialists, you've been on many medications, and then here you are, and it feels like, you know, the last chance, the last stop. Um, you know, I'm always very honored to be there and have very high standards to make sure that we start to see that things are shifting fairly quickly. Um, and that is about this, this heart-centered, for me, the mission is really about shifting the paradigm, you know, to a place where medicine is heart-centered, patient-specific, and cooperative between the different specialties in medicine. And so really the most important thing in the one-on-one -on -one interview with a patient is, the idea of very specifically education and empowerment. You know, I do think that if we are empowered and educated to recognize that our bodies are our choice, that we can think about what things we wanna do for ourselves, that we can receive expertise and we can sit back and we can still decide. We don't have to be pressured into one road or another that might have some dangerous consequences or just maybe even consequences that we just, we don't like. We're not interested in going down that path. So medicine needs to understand that we are providing a service. It's not about us. It's not about the doctor. It's about the service we're providing to support the patient who is trying to heal. So um, that is really the, ba the big mission is, is to help people to learn more. I believe, I mean, I started out as an environmentalist. I obviously love the ocean and I love nature and everything else. And I do feel that if we felt better and man, we are not feeling good right now as a world, as a society, you know, everybody's going through some, some challenges and struggles that if each of us felt better, then we will treat our families better. We will uh, treat the planet you know, much better. And so it does really start from within. It starts from making that change. And then as you make that change and you feel healthier, happier, more balanced, you radiate that energy outward and you're in a better place to start supporting whatever you want to do in life and work and business and spirituality and, you know, uh, organizations where you can do good. I think we have to shift this idea that it's selfish to take care of ourselves, that we have to take care of everything else and do the business and put all that stuff on the back burner. That's actually not a sustainable way forward. So I look at everything from this model of solution-oriented thinking. If we don't see a solution right off the bat, sometimes maybe we gotta go around, we gotta dig under, we gotta climb over an obstacle, but we'll find a way and we have to look at it not from a place of victimhood, but a place of, okay, here's where we are, we accept where we are, and we're gonna look for solutions um, moving forward. And 
really, as I mentioned, you know, heart-centered, embracing a little bit more of the feminine principle in medicine, which is not just all action. It's not taking pills, cutting things out, um, you know, that kind of thing. It's also about allowing healing to happen, creating that balance, nurturing ourselves the way we would nurture our children, our parents, you know, our partners, whatever that is. It's like, as we really do that, that is a movement that it can gain momentum and really creates a healing that's contagious. Well, that just brought me back to 23 years ago when I was putting all my goals in place and I was just one week out of pain after living in painkillers and muscle relaxers. And I was particularly at this symposium where we were learning about goal setting. I didn't know anything. I was 23 years old. All I knew was there's this other form of medicine that all of a sudden was helping me. And I had visions of what would it, what would that look like in the future? Mm -hmm. And what you just said exemplified. You are the doctor of the future and we are here in our future. And we need more people educated in this way, looking at the body this way, and we all can help make this happen. Yes. You know, there, what she said is true. We got to work with our intuition, yet we also have to take the proper actions. Both those things are, are true. And so to that end, I'm going to take, a, I've never done this in my podcast, but I'm going to take everybody and ask them for a little call to action. I want you to go to these websites and I want you to look through them and understand in your state, if you're not in the state of New York, you're not in the state of Pennsylvania, go ahead and look it up for your state. What does it take to be a naturopath? Maybe you're curious to become a naturopathic physician. Maybe somebody in your, in your realm wants to do that. Help them, help get the naturopathic licensure in every state so that they can be recognized. So that when you walk into a facility to get your health handled, you're meeting somebody like a Dr. Tia who's taking into account your entire life's journey, your blood labs, your energetic body, your emotional body, helping you assist in every quadrant of your life to help you unfold and find yourself, if you will, such a like, like overused term, but it's the reality of finding your inner guidance, finding yourself, finding that inner healing. Because she said it in the beginning, and I want to exemplify that for you, those that didn't really hear that, all the power for healing is inside you. Mm -hmm. Is that inside us? Don't call us healers. We're not healers. We're facilitators. She said it earlier. Anybody who works in this industry that calls himself a healer, I personally would walk out of their office. I only work with my body who is the healer. My internal physician is my healer. Anybody else I work with is assisting me to get that body to heal better. When I go to the ocean, I cry almost every time because I feel the healing power of that ocean. I brought myself there. That's the inner part of me that told me to go there that helps me heal. But that ocean and its power, its magnetism, its ionic exchange, and its depth and breath is what's healing me and its mineral content. Mm -hmm. All of that is helping heal me, but it's giving my body the right information. And Dr. Tia, you've been so amazing today. I want to make sure they know how to find you. Um, sure. and, you know, the naturopathic.org, N-Y-A-N-P.org are the two websites. We'll put that in the show notes, mm -hmm. as well as transformationalhealing.me. So transformational healing solutions is one of the centers that Dr. Tia works out of in New York in the Long Island area in Glenhead actually. 
but this is basically in Long Island. She's also in East Hampton at Rejuvenation Dentistry at Rejuvenation Health. I'm sorry, rejuvenationhealth.com because Rejuvenation Dentistry is in Manhattan. So Rejuvenation Health, where we have the wellness component as well with Dr. Caratola is out in the Hamptons and Dr. Tia is there at least two days a week to help oversee many of the cases. And she works with an entire team of people. Um, so you have access to her there. And is there anything else in, in parting words, Dr. Tia, that you would like to share with the audience about their journey and how they can help find that inner wisdom or whatever else you would like to impart about them? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I do think I touched a little bit on it before, but I think the most important thing about the journey is that, first of all, it's okay for you to be exactly wherever you are on it. You know, and if we're climbing up to the top of a beautiful mountain peak where we want to get to the place where the view is clean and clear and you got the 360 degrees and everything is just breathtaking and spectacular, you also have to take stops as you climb to turn around and give yourself a pat on the back and also look and appreciate the view in every other part of that mountain climb. So wherever you are, it's okay to be where you are. That's the first step is to, is to accept it. But then if you know deep inside you need a change or certainly if you're coming because you're feeling pain and it's hard to accept pain, you know, and symptoms and, and things like this, that know that your body is, is going to guide you to a place where you can start to create that change. So being compassionate with yourself on the healing journey and also knowing that what we ask you in naturopathic medicine is not something so easy to do. We do take a look at what's going on in the lifestyle and we do kind of expect changes to occur. So, you know, I don't look at medicine in any way as there's any kind of magic bullets out there. There just isn't. We have to accept that we are working on kind of uncovering what's been going on and shifting and being willing to pivot if something you know difficult is there and finding a solution a way forward to again as Kelly said facilitate that healing we call it in naturopathic medicine the vis medicatrix naturae or the healing power of nature so yes get outside be in nature of course but start with where you are and then start to think about where you want to be and it's all possible and it's just a matter of of really kind of striving hard to continue to stay committed to that journey when you hit the obstacles and the bumps and to recognize that if one thing's not working out, that there can be another solution around it. So be your best advocate, you know, talk to multiple people, interview the person you're going to work with before you sign up to work with them. I will always speak to patients on the phone, you know, in advance of making the commitment. It is, it's not just a physical and a mental emotional commitment. It's a financial one. You know, you really do have to want to be there and be ready for that. So I think that, you know, the, 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 the physician you're going to work with, the person you're going to work with, they should be willing to kind of really let you know what their approach is. And like Kelly said, you know, it has to resonate. you got to like who you're working with. And you got to like yourself. Exactly. That, that's the number one. You got to like yourself. You got to be able to spend time with yourself. And yep. that be your most favorite thing to do is spend time yep. with yourself. Because yep. if that's not the case, then that's what we need to work on. And Absolutely. Like right. You were able to experience on the soul when we were in Germany together. Yep. And, yep. and, you know, that's exactly what something like that does is it helps you resonate with yourself. And right. we'll, do, we'll do another show on that at some point. But that, yeah. you know, 
when I said that she was beautiful in the beginning, you could, if you're visually seeing this on video, you can see how beautiful she is on the outside. But I was honestly speaking of her inner beauty. Thank you, Kelly. Tia is one of my best friends. I really, we don't get to spend a lot of time together, but our, our congruency is 100%. Absolutely. And, and I love what she does with clients. And I love that her heart is so full for herself first so that she can overflow it to others. Mm -hmm. She's one of the key practitioners that I find that I would love, that inspires me because she constantly reminds me to fill up my own bucket. Mm -hmm. I think I often had that capacity to overfill everybody else's bucket and fill mine last. Mm -hmm. And I've taken a 360 degree on that in the last two years, particularly. And Tia is one of my great teachers in that way because she always makes sure that she is fed first before she feeds anybody else. And that is one of the key, key things. You've got to love yourself and you've got to be most compassionate, as she mentioned before, to yourself first. And then everything else will fall into place. So pat yourself on the back for listening to this, for sharing this, share this with others. I don't want, you wanted to say something else. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say right alongside with that, that even on the days when you don't feel like you can fill yourself first, or you do feel a little down, or it's harder to love yourself first on those days, that's another time when you just be in a place of acceptance and know that, you know, the emotional states are like the weather. They are meant to change. And it's okay, again, to have those types of fluctuations and those feelings come up because it's like being an athlete in training. It's like a journey. There are going to be days when you feel more physical pain and it's harder to get up and go do it and then they're going to be days where it's all flowing and you say yeah I know I love myself I got this things are good you know but it's never that way all the time and so you know honesty first and then we work to kind of shift the feelings and support you know the growth and the change and the, and the healing so the compassion is so important even on the days when it's not easy because I, I, we got to be real, you know, <laughs> we got to be real. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing that up because it's not all, you know, rainbows and unicorns, you know, no. that, I mean, we've been living, you know, we were taping, recording this in the, what I'm calling post-corona, although it's not really post-corona yet. You know, I'm just trying to create post-corona because we've been in it for six or seven months now and it's exhausting for everybody. And yeah. so be kind to yourself, give yourself, treat yourself first and then you'll have more to give out. And not that the point is giving out, the point is giving in. Yes. Giving in in many ways. <laughs> giving exactly. and letting go. Surrender, let go, give and receive. It's always both. Like there's dark and light, there's masculine, there's feminine, there's yin, there's yang, there's, you know, it's all of that, the duality. So it's never just a straight shot. And so we have to know that, you know, the path is going to be winding. We're going to hit obstacles and bumps, but, but yes, to keep that mental state going and to, and to find the compassion, you know, throughout the harder times and to stay with the journey, even on the days when it's, it's challenging, but um, but really the more time you put into it, the more you learn, the more inspired you get, the more you keep moving forward and people around you can heal from that too. A lot of us spend a lot of time worrying about our loved ones. And I've seen that in my practice a lot over the years. And of course we do. That's of course we worry about our loved ones. But, um, one of the things that helps them heal is by, you know, you be the change you want to see in the world. You start shifting your habits, your lifestyle, the things you spend time on. And people are like, Oh, what's that? What's that you're doing oh maybe I should learn that or they go for their own you know things they're inspired to do so
Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tia, for being here. And thank you all for listening and making love you. Love you too. And truly from our heart to yours, be compassionate with yourself. We'll see you next time on the beats and make sure you share this with your friends. Make sure you hit the notification so you know when we're here next and make sure you give yourself a pat on the back for wherever you are because here you are and that's a great place to be. Accept it in the great words of Dr. Tia. Thank you so much. Thank you.